Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's Jackie Jing with the Prevention 365 podcast. I'm a guest host today, and I'm with a very special guest. I am with Joyce Lee, who is a longtime friend. We've had many phone calls about many topics, to say the <laughs> uh, but she's also a... Um, gosh where to start streamer singer content creator extremely creative person I mean am I missing anything Joyce how else would you introduce yourself <laughs> uh, songwriter there, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Throw that in. um yeah. she's a renaissance woman um and Joyce I'm super excited because I started working with ADAP a couple years ago now and we launched this mental health stream and you were a participant, um, I think, was it once or twice now? Just once. Just once, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, you've like stepped up your efforts huge and you were like, what What can I do to help? Like, I really want to contribute in a bigger way. And like, man, you've gone above and beyond and completely added this whole music aspect to it. So I think my like first question for you is just, why did you want to do that initial stream? And then um, why have you decided to help out ADAP? Like you really took it to the next level. So, um, so you know, mental health positivity has always been a big thing for me personally. Um, I did not grow up with a family that valued mental health or even thought that it existed, <laughs> which is very much a part of like Chinese culture, which I'm Chinese. So um, when I found out by ADAP through you, I was just like, oh, that's really cool that they started out as like an organization really focused on mental health and and drug abuse prevention services for the Asian American community in particular, because, you know, has been pretty underserved, you know, and then also, you know, your story really, really touched me, you know, about your own, um, you know, I've had a loss, a very significant loss, um, in part due to drug addiction as well. Um, and I know you have too, and that touched my heart. I actually cried like when I watched like a couple of the videos of you talking about your brother and it really, really touched me and it just like really moved me. And then I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And then the more I learned about ADAP and especially even, if, even now too, like the more I learn about ADAP and what they do, the more I'm just like, this is such a good organization. Like we really want to like help, help them out. Cause they really do like everything, like everything you think that somebody might need. It's like a multifaceted, um, nonprofit, um, and that is what you need when, especially when you have somebody suffering from that, it doesn't just affect the one person. It's not just one as- aspect of, of, you know, their lives or their, their mental health. It's, it affects the entire family, it, you know, it takes a village. So it's really cool to have an organization like this that seems to understand that with what they provide. So I was very touched and I was just like, I've been wanting to do a charity event and run one for a long time. Um, and my background has been in events. I've produced a bunch of them. And so I was like, this is an organization I want to do this for. So <laughs> that's how that happened. Yeah. I mean, um, we're so happy to have you be a part of the ADAP family. Um, for me, you actually said like it takes a village. And one of the mottos here at ADAP is people need people, which like every time I say that out loud, it just like makes my heart feel warmer, you know? Um, But for me, I definitely wanted to be a part of this stream and just working with ADAP on a deeper level, because like you said, my personal story um, for people who are just listening um, or, you know, 
don't know who I am or the story. Um, my brother passed away a few years ago um, and he struggled with heroin addiction for a really long time. And, um, you know, like it's just obviously been a, a devastating, like massive loss for me and my family. And um, I spoke at this panel for LA County and um, someone from ADAP was like, hey, your story really touched me. And I was like, you know, like, I'm just like looking for ways to give back more. I just feel like because of what happened to Ian, like I almost have like a duty and a responsibility to share his story and to make people understand like how awful drug abuse is, like how much it, it doesn't only, you know, wreck the addict's life, but it, it affects so much outside of that, you know? Um, and so they were like, well, if you would like to like help out ADAP, like let, let's try to work something out. And I've been really blessed. I've worked with them the last couple of years and I've really helped them with like social media and with content creation. Um, one thing I, I'm really excited about is that they've created this podcast, Prevention 365. And um, honestly, like, I'm just proud of them because I think that one, they were facing COVID um, and we're trying to find ways to reach out to people. And they've just been super innovative and they've listened to me and like really tried to do their best. Like, you know, like there are people who weren't suit, like Joyce, amazing content creator, really familiar with social media, but like a lot of people aren't and they've totally gone out of their comfort zone. And I'm like, so proud of them. But uh, this stream was something that we just like kind of threw together and um, the last couple of years and it actually like turned out really great. Uh, we got like amazing people involved like yourself. And I really felt like we spread the word and we raised a decent amount of money for them, which was awesome. Um, and I, I'm just really excited that we're getting the music part um, involved in this because I think for me and also for Ian, like music was huge for us and like a really, a really big part of how we stayed emotionally stable when we could, I guess. Um, it was kind of interesting, Joyce, you were talking about, you know, you come from a Chinese family and like, they don't believe in mental health. Like, obviously I'm, I'm half Chinese and my dad, um, he was Caucasian, but he just really wasn't around much. And then I live with my mom and we get along amazing now, but like we had to go through a ton of healing because just culturally, um, my mom was going through a lot of pain because she was in a, a very unhappy marriage and um, like she was just suffering internally. And it's because of their, the culture. Like, you know what I mean? Like she didn't feel like she had anyone to talk to. The um, culture is basically just like, I don't even think believes in mental health or anxiety or sadness mm -hmm. or depression or anything. So she literally was dealing with all of these different layers and then had to raise three kids on top of that, which is just like, I, I can't even imagine. You know what I mean? So anyway, like, I think for me, um, it's just, I, I, and I, sorry, I tend to ramble here, but like that really resonated with me, like you talking about that. So I kind of wanted to get your perspective on like how we can evolve culturally as like, I, I think like Joyce, you and I are really, um, we're really, we're really different. Um, Cause I think like, we're not I think my mom definitely wanted me to be like a lawyer or a doctor or something like <laughs> and um I think to this day she's like she's starting to understand like esports and streaming and all this stuff and she's like like I said has done a lot of healing but I know initially like she was like what are you doing so I think like 
I guess talk to me about what what your childhood was like and what your journey has been. And just, you know, cause it's not, we're not just doing this for the mental health aspect. It's also Asian American AAPI month. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think like, that was kind of a long winded way of just saying like kind of what your experiences have been as being an Asian American woman and um, mental health. Yeah. Um, so same thing, like I said, my family, mental health doesn't exist. You know, depression is laziness is something I heard over and over again as kid, which is actually unfortunate because my mother um, 100% has post-traumatic stress disorder from living through some really horrific things that happened to her in China. And then growing up with that, um, I mean, credit to my mom, huge credit to my mom. She left an unhappy marriage at the risk of getting disowned by everyone in her family because they're like, no, divorce isn't allowed, whatever. Um, In a foreign country where she wasn't even able, like she didn't even graduate from elementary school because she couldn't because of what was happening in China at the time when she was growing up and raised me and my brother. Like, you know, and like, that's freaking amazing, you know, but also at the same time, she was like not emotionally available um very damaged Mm -hmm. and so that was definitely hard on me and my brother like he doesn't remember all of it as much because he was like five years younger than me Mm -hmm. like I definitely got like the brunt of that and it took me a long time I think to kind of understand and realize that it wasn't actually really her fault you know and heal on my own from it um (laughs) had to heal on my own from that unfortunately because she's still you know, it's just, it's just really hard if you grow up in a certain culture and a certain way of thinking. Like, the only reason why she started taking antidepressants later on in life is because of, like, her doctor told her to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, um, the other ironic thing is, like, she, even though music is a huge part of our lives, and that was the only way she knew how to make money because it's one of the only things she could do is teach music, mm-hmm. she didn't want me to be a musician. She wanted me to do something else safer you know what I mean like um so that was also a struggle of just be like well actually you know naturally I'm an artist and if I don't do art or this I feel like I'm not myself (laughs) and I feel pretty miserable so um so yeah it was a lot of challenges growing up with that um that's also why it's so important to me now because having gone through a lot of therapy um, having worked in mental health field as well, I used to, I used to work with kids diagnosed with autism and I used to do, um, work with them for like a couple of years. Um, I've always had a soft spot for this. It's also like helped me a lot with my own stuff. And I've just always wanted to, I don't know. I know that like on a grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, like I can't control or like change the world. Like maybe somebody who has like $10 billion can, right? Like I can't, but what I can do is I can do at least this bit in my small circle, right? Which is something like organizing this charity event or even just being a little kinder than your average person every day and recognizing that everybody is going through something and you never know what that is. Um, and then just like practicing what you preach, because you also need to learn to be kind to yourself too. I'm super hard on myself. I know you are too. (laughs) 
that is definitely a part of the culture too. Like, yeah. like ugh, the negative yeah. self-talk. And that's something it's been like a lifelong struggle. Like me constantly have to be like, okay, sometimes you just like accept that this is what's going on and deal with it and it's okay and not bring like the 20 other things and like the 30 years of life whatever into it <laughs> and then try to help other people do the same I don't know that that's kind of how I think about all of this now the yeah man Joyce I'm so happy that we we are I mean we're friends you know what I mean but like I'm, I'm so happy you're just like a part of this like um when I look at you I see a lot of myself and I also like think of you as like someone who is like really a pioneer um you know you you were pursuing this music career and I did I was starting to get into this earlier I would love to hear about like music and mental health obviously I do want to touch on this like I've always really admired you because you were trying to make it as a musician and you were an Asian American woman and I can only, I, I feel like it's hard now being an Asian American woman and trying to get recognition and, and be seen as an artist. And I can only imagine what it was like when I see like some of your photos, like I was like, oh, wow, like this was like Joyce maybe a few years ago or even maybe longer than that. And you were, I can't imagine how hard it was then and how you like stayed focused. I mean, like, I'll, I'll just be straight up because like, I don't mind it. It's, it's like, we know that, um, I'll be frank, if you were a white woman, maybe your career would be farther than it is now. And I think that a lot with my career and it sucks. It like, it punches you in the gut. Like, you're just like, man, like you look back at opportunities and you're just like, man, if I had been white or even like a man and so many things like, but we've been dealt the cards that we've been dealt. But like, whenever I look at you, I always, I always think you were so strong because I, I'm sure that was super discouraging because it's like, I, I know how that feels in esports and as a host, you know? And so like, I don't know, maybe you can elaborate on that. And I hope I'm not presuming too much, you know, but it's just like, I, when I look at you, I always think that like, man, like she probably overcame a lot when it came to that. First of all, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. I've never had someone say that about me. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I never really thought of, um, I thought I never thought of it that way. Um, for me, I mean, I recognize that there were some challenges. Like I got scouted by A&R guys who told me like, you know, Asians don't do rock and roll, right? Like to my face, like yeah. they came to my band's performance, whatever. I had to deal with a lot of that stuff. Um, but like, it wasn't, I don't know. So like, I think that when you're an artist and when the, that's something you, that drives you, like whatever it is that you're you're driven by, right? You can't help but be that thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't even about like, like I didn't feel like I had a choice. You know what I mean? When I'm not doing music, I'm not myself. So I didn't have a choice. It's either you do this thing or, you know, you're just like a ghost of a person. Like, <laughs> so that's why I had to keep going. And I like really, I had, um, had a lot of belief in myself at the time. Uh, unfortunately I had to take some time off because I got injured, but you know, I'm grateful for the opportunities now that didn't exist when I was first doing music and stuff like Twitch and content creation and being able to just really find like that's becoming less and less of a, of a, 
of an issue, you know, and I like way more. And it's cool to have been growing up in a time where I've seen that progress so quickly. Mm-hmm. And to me, I find that encouraging because I mean, honestly, like whatever your your sex, your race, your gen, you know, whatever, like you're always going to have everyone is going to have their own things that they have to come up with, right? Mm-hmm. And if you really want something, your only choice is just to do it. (laughs) So, so yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I do think what's, I think, I think about our parents, you know, like you're talking about your mom went through so much, like my mom literally found a way to get over to the United States, um, started a modeling career, you know, married uh, a wealthy man so she could have a, a, a life, you know what I mean? Like she, and I don't think she ever really thought about what she wanted, like, and who she was. It was all to survive. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think like, you know, you were talking about your mom and the PTSD. It's like, oh my gosh, my, my mom is just, her nervous system is so frayed. Like, it's like, it's so nice. She's like older now. And like, I'm, almost able to take care of her and parent her in ways. And she's also grown a lot, you know, but I just think back to when she was in her thirties, like trying to take care of me. And I'm just like, man, like, it's just like, they, they went through so much and they weren't even, they weren't even able to, like, we were able to pursue our dreams. Like, I don't know about your mom, but you know, for my mom, like she was just literally just trying to survive her whole life, you know? And so like, I feel so grateful for their sacrifices. Um, and I, and I honestly think we are both paving the way for a lot of like younger women, you know, like I know for me, when I worked in TV news, they told me to change my name to Jackie Jing, my mom's maiden name. And I was like, looking back at that now, that's kind of like an awful conversation for someone to have, or to be like, you know, you should change your name to this, you know? And then I just look back and I just think of things that just make me want to cringe. And then I think that literally I hosted a Valorant event and my co-host was another Asian woman. And initially I was like, I was shocked. Like, I was like, wow, they have two Asian women as the face of the show. As the, like, I just was like really taken aback, you know? And so I do agree with you. Like we've made so much progress and it's, it's like great. I, but I do feel like in uh, ways we still have a lot to do, you know what I mean? And so like, I am really happy that like you're a part of this movement and you're a part of the ADAP family. Um, I do want to talk to you about like music and healing because like obviously that's a big part of the stream now and it's a big part of your life and you really wanted that to be a part of um this ADAP stream like you you were the mastermind behind like involving music so talk to me about like your journey with music I mean I don't even need to ask this like it it obviously helps like everyone's mental health I think (laughs) so yeah um I grew up with music um, I'm, like I said, my mother is a music teacher, so she taught piano, she taught opera, um, and like I played piano since I was like three and was always like singing and always picturing myself like doing music, but never like thought it was like a serious thing because it wasn't encouraged really. Mm-hmm. Like piano was thought of as like an academic thing, right? And I kind of grew up without like a sense of self that makes sense. Just kind of like, this is just what you do. And you just kind of like float around. And then when I was 16, I discovered punk rock for the first time. And I was like, what is this? Oh my God, what is this? And then I um, 
may or may not have cut class to go to Guitar Center and buy my first guitar, <laughs> which, which if you're a good Asian kid, you don't do, okay? Stay in school, okay? <laughs> but but it, was, uh, it was the only time I could get a ride and I didn't have a car or drive at the time yet. So yeah, so yeah, I bought that guitar. It's this one sitting right next to me. I still have it. It's a 1996 Hi. Fender Stratocaster. Um, and, um, started teaching myself how to play guitar and started like seriously writing my own songs. Like I was always making up songs when I was younger all the time, but like really like sitting down and starting to write my own songs. And I was just like, this is what I want to do. I know that this is what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. And, um, and, um, you know, you're a teenager, you've got all these hormones, you've got all this, like, especially growing up in a household where you're not allowed to express yourself certain ways. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to talk about stuff. Like my mom, she couldn't handle emotional conversations with me. Like she was tapped all the time, you know, um, because, you know, PTSD is no joke and single immigrant mom, like raising two kids. Like, I don't know how she did it still. Like <laughs> it's, Aww. it's amazing, but like, um, but yeah, but like, um, I mean, music was my life. Like it still is like um, writing. I could express myself however I wanted, you know, like it helped me get out a lot of things, emotions, feelings, um, and like in ways that I, I just couldn't elsewhere, you know? And I was a pretty shy kid. I didn't really have a lot of friends either, you know? So that was like, yeah. that was, that was my thing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I think, um, just a similar story for both of us. You know what I mean? Like, it's like for me, um, my mom was just dealing with so much. Like, I just don't think like she could even see past like herself. And I, I don't want to say that like in a bad way, cause it's like you mm -hmm. said, like someone's dealing with like so much trauma, <laughs> It, it, like honestly my mom's life story like I it, it's it's just crazy what our parents have been through like so, like having this conversation with you right now I'm just like man I'm was literally here an hour ago like bitching about something oh I hope they don't get mad that I said that on the podcast but like you know you just are like you just get perspective like you're just like really our parents like overcame so much um but yeah I mean for me I was really excited that you were adding this music part um because obviously um, music touches everybody, but also you're a gamer, which made me really excited that you were gonna be a part of this as well. And um, for me, I, I think you and I are both Renaissance women. We both have like a ton of creative outlets, but like I was really excited to do this like gaming aspect to the stream because um, obviously Ian loved video games and I love video games. And for me, that was a big escape too. You know, like I didn't have many friends when we were growing up and um and was basically in a state of fight or flight at school and in a state of fight or flight at home and like the only time I could like escape from that was literally through video games you know um and anime and you know singing and writing and stuff like that like you said but like for for me and Ian definitely video games you know and I think that um video games is a safe space for a lot of people who struggle with mental health issues um and so I was really happy that we added that aspect to the stream so anyway um yeah I just I totally agree 
Yeah. No, no, no. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, and then also being an Asian American woman, like, we didn't have a lot of people that look like us in, like, you know, film and television and stuff like that. But then you have like Chun Li and you have like yeah. Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII. And like, I was, and you know, and I'm just like, oh, he's like really cool, like women that like look like me. That's kind of cool. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, Renoa, like the list could go on and on. Like it's just, um, and that's another thing that I feel like I, I still get emotional when I see um, like Asian Americans and like anything mainstream, you know, like it's, um, and that's why like, you know, I really wanted to tout and praise you because it's like, you were really fighting the good fight for us, like in the, in the music industry, you know what I mean? And I think like you and I are still trying to do that in the gaming industry, you know? But um, anyway, we're a little bit over our time here, but I, I really appreciate you, Joyce, for just being so open and vulnerable, um, but also like for your hard work, like you really have created such a, a great side to the stream now. And I hope that we can continue to do this for ADAP. So is there anything that you wanted to say at the end? Any final thoughts? And I'm just thank you guys for trusting me with this and for everything that ADAP is doing. And thanks, Jackie, for introducing me to them and everything you do. You're amazing. I know, Joyce, I love you. I mean, like, I could literally just sing your praises for a whole other uh, podcast. <laughs> love you too. I know, <laughs> love you too. But uh, thank you so much for listening to the Prevention 365 podcast through ADAP. And um, we'll make sure to drop some information about the stream. Um, just really quickly, it's going to be May 9th to the 15th and everybody's going to be kind of streaming whenever. I think, actually, Joyce, if you want to talk about the music side of it, I'm not really sure what the schedule is like for the music side. Yeah. So we're doing it from the May 14th through the 15th, starting at 9 a.m. I'm going to be doing a launch stream on my channel, and then we'll be raiding one right after the another 29 streamers, and then coming back around and closing out with me on Sunday night at, uh, I believe, 5 p.m. Pacific. Yep. Um, okay, so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody so much for um, listening. And again, we'll drop some more information in the bio, but thanks again. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.